Okay, so last week I told you about a bunch of hooded guys entering my apartment. This time it was a, it was a, another. It was a white guy and an Asian guy who came in. One was like the Asian guy was wearing some kind of weird tank top. It was very off-putting. But anyway, I was taking a bath and they just trashed my, my apartment. Like, what was his name, dude? What was his name? Whose name? The guy who broke into your apartment. Woo, wasn't it Woo? <laughs> Woo! I'm kidding. Um, was his name the dude? Was no, the not the no. The the dude does not the abide. The dude doesn't break into anybody's apartment, man. No, the dude does not abide. Dude. The dude does not abide. Okay, anyway, so wait, I was wait, taking wait, a wait, bath wait, and they wait, threw wait, a possum in the bathtub. Was his name Walter? No. no. What's wrong with you? Yes, we are recording, and this is the Meister Movie Podcast. When did we start recording? Um, one minute and five seconds ago, and counting. Wait, was he played by Mark Bonegro? Recording, man. I was just about to talk about the the itch I have on my. Never mind. But, you know, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Was it was the white guy played by Mark Pellinegro? I have no idea. No, the, the itch was on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Alex was rather subdued last time, so now he's letting it all out now. Uh, I'm I'm goofball today. Um, he's goofball. So, okay, so we're recording right now. So we are recording it's a fair right time now. to ask. How did you go ahead with your metaphor? Like, how what would how do you feel after just watching the Big Lebowski? I feel like I feel like somebody spiked my water, thinking it was a white Russian, and I went on this trippy like. Indiana Jones Temple of Doom kind of like intro thing and I was dancing and then three German guys came up to me with giant scissors and they were dressed in all red and I have no idea what happened after that because I just got pulled over by the cops while I was running down the freeway but the dude does abide sorry what then they threw their coffee mug at you. Yeah, that was. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Were you bowling while all this was happening? No, I was just very confused. But I was very confused when that was happening. Um, Your dream was heavily inspired by old 1930s and 40s films mixed in with a porno narrative. Before, uh, just kind of went. Uh, all acid flashback. <laughs> yep. Oh, I got something in my eye. Ow. They're talking about the Big Lebowski, huh? The Big Lebowski. The wheel has cho- the wheel has dictated our uh, our next movie that we shall review, and it is the Big Lebowski. This one I actually suggested, as I come to remember. Did, you or did I suggest it? No, I suggested it. You were on board with it. Oh, I was hundred yeah. percent on board with it. Chris actually suggested this one, and then you, you and I, Zach, were like, I remember us being shocked that he brought that to the table and wondering if he was even ready for it, but uh, eventually eventually we thought it'd be a good adventure for him, and it looks like it won when we spun it, and it looks like it's won again. Yeah. Well, so, um... the, the funny thing about this movie is that this movie actually kind of has a special place in, in my heart because of where I went to school. Before you go into that, hold on. Let's save okay. that. Let's save that for when we actually get into this thing. We have news. 
get that get that um zip on tie on and then uh, tell me what happened this week uh kevin smith started shooting uh james on bob's reboot cool um Okay. Let me bring it let me bring an article to the table, guys. Um you guys know where I'm going with this. No 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 no. Um Hold on. So Kevin Smith goes to Hollywood? What? Hold on. So first off, the obvious news. Let's get the obvious out of the way. Um the Marvel Netflix universe is dead. It was dead from the beginning. But it is now officially dead. Punisher oh, and Jessica Jones got cancelled this week. I, I don't know if it was dead from the beginning because Daredevil, Daredevil season one is a really strong No, I mean like when, when... Not from the beginning beginning. I mean from like the beginning of when like Luke Cage and Iron Fist were cancelled. Yeah, like that's, that's when that's, it... That's the beginning of the end... But that's not, it's, it's not, it wasn't doomed from the beginning. Um, okay, bad, yeah. bad phrasing on my part, I apologize. Um, rest in peace, may it live forever. Um. Something like that. And then, there's news that is close to my neck of the woods. Um. So of all the people... Okay, I need each of you to bring to me a guess of if, under the hypothetical, that they would make a Ever Hulk Hogan... Unicorn fly with a diaper because he can't go anywhere to go to the bathroom. If they were to make a Hulk Hogan biopic... I'm oh, just gonna move on. Think about this a if bit. they were gonna make a Hulk Hogan biopic, your first guess that, is that who would Hulk, play. Not just a Hulk Hogan biopic, but a Hulk Hogan biopic about him taking the website Gawker to court because of pornographic material. Okay. But yeah. who would you have play Hulk Hogan and who would direct it? Off the top of your head. Well, I'm going to be honest. The person who's actually doing this... No, no, for a Hulk Hogan biopic. Uh, let's see. Um, um, Denzel Washington and Spike Lee. Denzel Washington is directing. As much as Chris will hate me, I agree with the with stuff. And so I'm gonna say it outright. No, 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 don't say it yet. Well, if I'm gonna take anyone, it's gonna be who actually got it. So that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> God. 
I actually Ugh. agree with the casting decision on that. Woo! So. Alex, you know how to get to me. Woo! Like okay. So, uh, I actually agree with everything that's going on with that project, so, you know. So, Alex, uh, Thor is going to be Hulk Hogan. That's right, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth was in the picture. Okay, so Chris Hemsworth is going to be Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea what tone they're going for then, but I hope it's comedic. Um, then you can explain to me who the heck Todd Phillips is, because he's directing it. He's going to do doing the Joker movie. Wait, 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 stop. So you don't know... You don't know who Todd Phillips is. It doesn't ring a bell, but I think I've heard I think I've heard him talked about before. I think you I think you've seen at least a couple of the stuff he's done, Chris. At least. Okay, let me get into this. Um, because I'm going to do this without IMDb. I'm going to try and see if I can get most of his films off the top of my head. Um, so so hold on, hold on, hold on. As in directed, right? Yeah, I'm going to get to one thing that he hasn't that he didn't direct on the side, but like. That's at the end, but like, uh, so Chris, have you seen Old School? Doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen a Road Trip? I love Road Trip. Oh, um, you probably haven't. There's seen a Road. road trip. There's a movie called Road Trip with Martin Lawrence and Ray, Raymond Simone. But yeah, I don't think that's the one. <laughs> this is entirely different. Um, okay. The Hangover Three Hangover movies. Um, okay, I'm familiar with those, but I've never seen them. I've only seen previews. Um, he is directing the new Joker movie. Okay. Uh, a movie with Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. Um, God, what was the name of that movie? Oh, I've seen that. He was a... Due date. Due date. Yes, I've seen that. Missing, I've actually seen that. one movie specifically, Alex, and you're annoying me that you're missing this one. Uh, I have seen Due Date. Say it because I don't remember. War Dogs, bro. Oh, I have not seen War Dogs. Teller, Bradley Cooper. Uh, okay, yeah, I don't like Miles Teller as much as everybody else. Uh, but I get it. <laughs> yeah, he did War Dogs, but most, but also most importantly, he boosted. Uh, he has boosted Brad, uh, Bradley Cooper's uh, career a lot. He's been a, a very helpful person with him since The Hangover. He's actually helped produced uh, A Star Is Born. So if A Star Is Born wins Best Picture, Todd, Todd Phillips could win an Oscar this year. And he's making the Joker with uh, Walking Phoenix. Nice. So I have seen. I've actually have seen Due Date. I I saw that on accident. Actually, like I didn't like. I was just. I was at a phase where I was just watching anything. Honestly, I was. I would just watch like pretty much anything, and then that movie came because it had Robert Downey Jr. in it, and I was like, how I how I went to how I actually bumped into watching Road Trip is actually really funny. Uh, I watched it in a span when I was watching also watching Euro Trip and American Pie. Just like all kind of in the same vein. Yeah, and then accepted as well. I also watched like accepted. So like these are like four, all four very like three very medium movies, one good movie, all within like the same context of information of what they're trying to portray. Uh, yeah, so Chris, I would actually say that, that the one that you have seen I think is one of his weaker ones. Okay. But he does have at least, he does have at least three 
bona fide. He has at least two bona fide. We'll go down in like cinematic history classic comedies. Okay. He's got at least two, three if you want to count Road Trip. And I think Road Trip. I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't know how much it holds up, but it does. Uh, old, old school and um, The Hangover are two, without a doubt, bona fide classics. Okay. Um, he also wrote Borat, by the way. He helped write Borat. A lot of Borat is is like improvised, and also um, Sacha Baron Cohen had been playing that character for at least three years on his TV show, so he already had an idea of like what Borat was. Um, but like, yeah, Todd, Todd, the thing is, Todd Phillips is he's got he got his foot in the door through documentaries. He is a big proponent of boosting people with talent, and he is a big supporter of people who work hard. And yep. he's been behind the scenes of a lot of great stuff that people don't give him credit for, like me. Like for years, I just thought he was a guy who made like whatever like dirty comedies. But now I've come to realize like. He behind the scenes has got his foot in a lot of different doors. He he like boosts and support a lot of really cool people, and the, I'm really excited for the Joker movie because it's his first foray into something that isn't like an out and outright comedy. So I'm interested. So the fact that he is the one making this like Hulk Hogan movie tells me that if it's a comedy, I trust it. If it's a kind of serious one, it's going to be interesting because. Lately, over the past three years, comedy directors have been getting their foot into serious movies. Like, the guy who made uh, Will Ferrell star in movies, like Ron Burgundy, um, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers. The, the director of all three of those movies is, again, for the second time, up for um, Best Director at the Oscars. Adam McKay. Edie is a good example of that. This is a guy who made weird comedies for a long while. And now he's, you know, he's directing a bunch of stuff for Disney and he's, you know, he's done a bunch of other work and he's working on The Mandalorian and he's, you know, he's a big proponent of pushing up Chris Hemsworth's comedy career. Yeah, it's just Todd, Todd Phillips is a good example of what's happening with comedy directors lately, the chances they're getting. They, it, it sucks that their comedies are not getting recognized so much as their work as directors in the field of comedy, I wish they weren't like celebrating comedy directors who make serious movies as opposed to celebrating comedy directors for their comedies. But uh, I trust Todd Phillips and I trust Chris Hemsworth in terms of both of their senses of humor. So if this is a funny movie about how Hulk Hogan went to court with Gawker over pornographic imagery, uh, that's fine. Uh, if it's a comedy, I'm for it. If it's like the comedic version of like um, the People versus OJ Simpson or something like that, <laughs> dude, that, that show is not comedic at all. That show was like really serious. No, I'm saying like yeah, the comedic um, version of that. But again, I'm looking way more forward to because this is be, this is being filmed at the exact same time. Once again, I'm just reading it up right now. Again, Denzel Washington directed, Spike Lee starring. <laughs> I think it's gonna be better. I think it's gonna be better. <laughs> that would be a really fun. That would that would be really funny. I think they're gonna swing for the fences. If they can make Robert Downey Jr. black, they can make Denzel Washington white, or whoever's playing him. So, no, Spike Robert Downey Jr. got a lot of shit for doing what he did on that movie, though. I, you know what? I think it still holds up. I think that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. 
No, it still does, but he got a lot of crap for doing that. And Oscar nomination for it. Yes, he did. Also, but he also got a lot of hate mail for that too. He's also still Iron Man, and he's still fine. But at the end of the day, like the only reason it still works, as opposed to like C. Thomas Howell and Soul Man, is the fact that the whole point of the character is that he, he, he did it for the wrong. He did it for reasons that were so entirely dumb. He had no idea of what he was doing, and he had it surgically enhanced on his face. So that's what makes it even more ridiculous. Well, it's funny because RDW. RDJ just like basically did blackface, but he fucking the character the character did it for like a dumb reason, which I thought was so funny. Do do I think you can tell that joke today? No. Do I think the joke because of its context? Yes. It's it's funny because I think that's still one of my favorite Jack Black movies. Like is Tropic Thunder. That that movie is very funny. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day, and I really wanted to like hone it down when I think his classics are, but I think School of Rock for sure. Tropic Thunder, sure. King Kong, the Kung I think Fu Man. probably. What? No, like, I'm talking about classics. Like, yeah. King Kong's fine, and people like it, and you can sit down and watch it, but I'm talking about, like, one, 110%, like, when you talk about Jack Black, the way people do about Jim Carrey, the movies that people talk about Jim Carrey, at the very least, at the top of the pile, are almost always Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, and The Mask. Like, those three movies right in a row, or people are like, oh yeah, you can say so Jim Carrey. Would you say Jack Black's is like School of Rock, Traffic Thunder, in the Kung Fu Panda movies? There's gotta be another one other than the Kung Fu Panda movies, because that's like putting Shrek in there with Mark Myers and Mike Myers. I would put Shrek with Mike Myers, though. That's the thing. I Like, Mike Myers, I would say, is like Shrek, Austin, Rivers, and like... One at a time. The way, that, the way that you would do that there, I wouldn't do that for Jack Black. I mean, would you say high fidelity, then? Ooh. That's a good one. That is a good one. But I got... I feel like there's gotta be another one. I know it's not like Gulliver's Travels or anything. But Nacho like, Libre, man. Everyone recognizes <laughs> Yes. That. It's not good, but... You've not been baptized? You definitely know that's Jack Black in a nutshell. I, there's a part of me that wants to say Bernie. Did you ever see Bernie? I have not seen Bernie. Oh, dude, he's so good. Him and Matthew McConaughey are so good in Bernie. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever heard of it? Do you know what it is? No, I know nothing about it. Uh, so it's it's made by, uh, God, um, um, Richard Linklater. It's okay. based off a, it's based off a true event that happened in Texas, and it is a fictional story that's shot like a documentary so that when they do the interview questions with people that are in the town that knew the characters, the main characters, they are actually talking to the real people from the town. So he went and he like had these people do interviews, and then they shot footage with Matthew McConaughey, Jack Black, and another older elderly actress. And it's the true story about a guy who formed a relationship with an elderly woman in Texas, and then um, he just killed her. And he goes on trial, and Matthew McConaughey is the district attorney who's uh, going against him. Matthew McConaughey is chewing up scenery. 
Seriously, like uh, it's insane. It's during his Bacana Hassans. It's great. It's it's the little little talked about it because he's only in for like a half an hour, but he's great in it. But Jack Black specifically really really is good in it. Um, I really suggest it. I think it's on Netflix for sure. I'll have to double check. If not on Netflix, then Amazon Prime. Okay. okay. Um. So I mean, I, when I think of Jack Black, I think like. School of Rock, Tropic Thunder, and like Kung Fu Panda. That's like what I think of him. Yeah, but I feel like there's I feel like there's a third one that I'm not thinking of. But I honestly, I honestly, I think he will go down like his the one that will like should be sealed with a picture, and his body would probably be School of Rock. Oh yeah, School of Rock still to to this day his best movie, and like a classic on, on top of that. Yeah. So. It, Back he, to Willow. He's at his best in School of Rock. He shines at high fidelity, though. That was a really good call. High fidelity is very good as well. I just like you don't when you watch High Fidelity, though. You just don't think Jack Black, though. You think you. No, but every time he's on screen, it's like, oh, put the story aside because it's time for Jack Black, and you'll love it. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, I mean, when I think of High Fidelity, I think more as a John Cusack movie than I think of, like, a Jack Black movie. I, I agree for 110%. In fact, High Fidelity and Gross Point Blank go hand in hand totally because John Cusack wrote both, wrote both of them. But at the end of the day, like, Gross oh, yeah, Point Blank... Jack like, Black Gross Black steals every scene. One at a time. He, he really does steal every scene. It's just... I don't know. I, I, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, is that like Gross Point Blank to me is a perfect movie. Despite Jeremy, when Jeremy Piven shows up, the movie perks up a little bit more. Even then, the movie, in my opinion, is a perfect movie. High Fidelity, even if you take Jack Black out of it, has like problems with it that I that I still haven't wrapped my head around yet. But Jack Black, when he walks in, like I, he makes me forget about the story entirely and care about his character. And just be like, oh my god! Like I kind of wish the camera followed him, and like that—that that to me is both a sign of his performance as well as the weakness of the movie. Is all. Yeah. You know who is in High Fidelity that I just am looking at now that I'm looking at the cast? Tim Robbins. No, Lisa Bonnet. Yeah, Lisa Bonet. Yeah, who's Bonnet. now Bonnet. a certain person's Bonnet. wife that Chris would like a lot. I don't remember. He was in a very famous television show. Hold from on. 2011 to 2012. Hold on. That's about uh, to finish his season. Hugh Laurie House? He was also in a very panned movie franchise, but his movie is fine in that franchise. Um, is it Mark Wahlberg from the Transformers series? <laughs> he, he's got very flowing hair, and he's got a beard uh, like no man has ever had. Oh my gosh, you got me now. Will Smith from the Bad Boy series. He, he was in the Stargate Atlantis. Ah! <laughs> oh, wait, I don't know. I still don't know. He, he often spoke in his television show in gruff grunts and angriness Hold on. and he keeps the hargate what marishka hargate no no he uh he uh got him now i'm doing some really stupid stuff uh he 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 
he, uh, Jabrams? He was also in Baywatch Hawaii for 38 episodes. Jason Mafrickin' Moa. Jason Mafrickin' Moa is married Lisa to Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet is married to Jason Momoa? Yep. <laughs> That's kind of shocking. Really? Yeah, like I thought, I feel, I feel like Momoa is considerably younger than her, and there's nothing wrong with him dating an older woman. I just thought that he met his wife in Hawaii, probably. I mean, she's 10 years younger than her. That's Anyway, speaking of Jason Momoa, um, the Dune reboot uh, has hired every actor on the planet. Including Jason Momoa. Including Jason Momoa. <laughs> it has not Run Jeremy yet, and I am still waiting. Run Jeremy. Lots attached to it, which is kind of. Oh, him. Yeah, he's got to work at those dunes. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Brolin, Jason Momoa, Zenyatta, Oscar Isaac, Javier Bardem, Rebecca Ferguson. Unbelievable. Hey, who belched? Come on. This is a serious picture podcast. Anyway. Ron Jeremy this summer in Dune. Um, what else is going on? Also, Hasbro has confirmed that Bumblebee was a reboot to the Transformers universe. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. They confirmed that? Hasbro did confirm that, yes. Did, like, the movie... So you've seen the movie. Did the movie make, like, any huge alterations? Yup! <laughs> I won't ask, but, like, it, from that yup, it sounded like there's at least more than two, so... See the movie. It's actually a blast. It's a, it's a fun no, throwback. It looks good. It looks good. Yeah. Um, what else is it? What else have we got? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's not really new, but Hasbro Feature Films is working on something that's coming up at some point. It's called G.I. Joe. No, 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 beyond that. G.I. Joe Four. Transformers. What? No, they're working on two very specific things. Polly Pockets and Polly Pockets the sequel, The Revenge? No, they don't own that. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I, I didn't know any any Oh, you had a weird childhood. Current development right now includes a untitled Dungeons and Dragons reboot. Oh God. And a Magic the Gathering movie. Why? Uh, wait, why not? Magic the Gathering was always going to happen, and as for yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, as long as they have Jeremy Irons in it, I'll be fine. <laughs> and, and you know what the irony about Magic the Gathering is? No. You know what studio owns the rights to that, that film franchise? No. Well, it was one company, and now it's another. Uh, let me who? see here. Well, who recently got bought out and <laughs> would recently cause a shift in Hollywood? Like Fox? Yeah. 20th Century Fox owned the rights to Magic the Gathering. Whoops! So now the Mouse House owns the number, the movie rights to the world's largest trading card game on the market. As far as player base. Okay. I think that's it. That's it for news. I'm not seeing anything else. 
in my own personal news feed. Captain Marvel had some stuff happen. Captain Marvel got reviews. Apparently they're glowing. Very, yeah, very glowing. People love the cat. Wait a minute! The cat! Yeah, goose. The cat's wet now! Dude, the cat's awesome, dude. Nobody gets my reference. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, it's, the reviews are glowing. I took it out, and it's, uh, we had a night of ecstasy, and uh, it's <laughs> pregnant now, and the reviews are glowing. And apparently, Kevin Feige took 10 minute. he took 10 minute look at the initial cut, and he said there needs to be, and I quote, 100% more cat. I'm not kidding you on this. The cat! I don't know if that's a good, good, I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign, but uh, there you go. <laughs> what? I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign, but it's a sign. Not for the movie, but I mean the future movies in general. That Kevin Feige you wanted to see more, like, cuddly animals? Yeah, one of the most... Um, uh, prolific voices in moving pictures, which is the most popular form of entertainment, is walking around uh, going, give the people more cats. Let's... Hold on! <laughs> Captain Marvel's awesome. Okay. No. We get that. The movie he's, the movie is getting good reviews. Mickey Mouse is a mouse, and Kevin Feige is saying, put more cat in this movie. <laughs> so. <laughs> that is ironic. So the reviews are the reviews are good. I'm really excited to see it. Um, uh, it comes out in two weeks. Actually, there is there is a little bit of somber news. Actually, who died? Uh, Raisin. What? The body, the body, the raccoon body double for Rocket Raccoon. Oh, right. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. I really don't. I was the biggest fan of Raisin that ever lived. I have pictures. If you could look in my room right now, you would see pictures of Raisin all over the place. All right. I, I, I have a closet. I have a closet where I shut the door and I have my private thoughts about Raisin. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Fan. They were always positive. They were always positive thoughts, Chris. They may have been secretive. They were always positive. All right. Except for the times. I believe that's what he's called. Uh, I believe that's what it was called. I don't remember, but let me double check. I don't oh, Oreo. I'm sorry. It wasn't. No. It was. It wasn't no. Mason. It was Oreo. Sorry. The raccoon's name was I'm Oreo. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Oreo. That's that's why I've been going into the closet and having to see private thoughts. <laughs> but uh. Yeah. No, I just thought you were talking about a raisin. But, but in all in all seriousness, though, it, it, this does mean that next time we do see Rocket Raccoon on screen that isn't pre-shot stuff, so basically everything post-Endgame, he will look different. Well, seeing as I didn't give a crap before, it's going to make me wonder if I gave him a shit this time around. So, very, very hey, interesting. Hey, 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 James. Hold on. Who's directing it? James Gunn loved that raccoon. James Gunn loved a lot of raccoons. You don't know about his history, man. Look up his secret, <laughs> his older tweets. Look up his MySpace page. It was all raccoon porn. All of it. <laughs> I don't know all about right. you, man, dude, but like... No, it, was all, it was called a raccoon. Dude, all I gotta say, dude, is that man loved raccoons. The Slither Monster was originally a raccoon. The, the well, entire cast of Slither was supposed to be raccoons. All right. 
One more piece of news. And I talked... I need to know. I talked about this in the chat recently. Star Wars Episode Nine is wrapped! Oh, yeah. yeah. That means the return of my fandom. I am a fan again. I am excited. You hear me? I'm on my roof right now. And you will all listen. I feel like it's happening earlier and earlier every year with you, like Christmas, so I'm a little scared. But also, uh, you know, do it your way. Just, you know. I'm not even sure if this is my rooftop or not, but it doesn't matter. You'll all hear me. Now listen. Sorry, <laughs> um, Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's be your freaking rooftop, man. They just wrapped shooting. That's it. Yeah, I know, right? According to the... And I'm going to make a bold prediction right here. I'm literally oh, pretending no. I'm talking to people right in front of me, even though I'm talking to a wall on a computer screen. Mm-hmm. I make this prediction according to the fact that the film is wrapped, Anthony Daniels is going crazy on Twitter, Star Wars UK leaked some, is teasing something happening soon. This weekend, as of what? February 20th, 2019, by the time this films, I predict the title of episode 9 by this weekend. You're wrong. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> about uh, the Big Lebowski. Wait, 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 wait. You do this every time. You bring it up, you bring up a question, and then we bring up something you don't like about it. That was not a question. That was a bold prediction. I have a a serious question. What makes you think this weekend would be the weekend that they do it? Okay. I'm telling you, okay. Put a massive asterisk on this. Because... As you all know, I am crazy. Just fun and games, yeah. I am crazy and very, very dumb. So. We know that. Go ahead. We, we are very well aware of that. We tell a lot of people about it. It's a big thing that we tell people about you. It's the first thing. I knew you were talking about me behind my back. Um, so. I say right in front of your face. You're just not paying attention because you're stupid and dumb. So. Wow, so Anthony Daniels is being very strange on Twitter, and it's killing everybody. Uh-huh. Well, Anthony Daniels is a strange fellow. But this is really strange. No, 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 dude. He's, like, no stranger than Doug Jones. Have you seen how Doug Jones, like, portrays himself on social media? It's I don't not care normal. about the host of InfoWars, okay? Is he, is he being strange or is he being cryptic? He's being very he's cryptic. He's being cryptic strange. Well, I mean, you gotta look at it in this perspective. So are the Rousseau brothers. I mean, did we ever get anything out of them? Zach, ready to talk I am going to laugh 
so hard if I turn out to be right. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll be in St. Louis, so I won't know the difference. Well, Chris, I want to remind you, this is going to be the first of probably, I would say, one, two, three, hundreds of predictions that you're going to be making before this movie comes out. Yep. So I would say if you do nail this one, pull reserve some of that excitement, man. You don't want to jinx it because you may get on a roll, you know? You may get some, you may land some big fish here, so like. No, 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 no. no. Like, if I predict that they're going to release belt, the title. Put it under your belt, put it under your neck, and like wear that cologne out, man. Like just, you know, but don't. No, like don't, don't be like the Vikings. Don't you know? You know, blow your load early and then like never make the playoffs. <laughs> Why did you have to go that low? Um. So I use it. So I'm so I'm not predicting what the title will be. I'm predicting they'll release the title this weekend. Even though you think I'm stupid and dumb for doing that. But I think it's stupid and dumb. I think you're just a fan. I just think you're going to have 100 more predictions. 100 more predictions about what? About oh, the, the movie comes out. No, 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 no. No, I don't think so. Hey, Alex. Am I like about the movie or about the <laughs> release of the movie? Hey, Alex. Okay, <laughs> fine. All right. Drop the, drop the, drop the. prediction here, okay? Go for it. When the trailer for the ninth Star Wars movie comes out, Chris will want to talk about theories immediately upon that release. I guarantee you he'll have at least five theories. No, 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 right no, 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 no. Right Hold up there. a second. You're going to want me to theorize. <laughs> you want me to. You're going to prod me and ask me what exactly I think is going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. We're, we're meant to sit here and talk about this stuff. That's the whole reason we're sitting here. So and doing don't it. Like, bet on it. Of course we're gonna do it because that's what we do. I'm not saying, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of predictions about a movie before it comes out. But I'm saying that's probably what's going to. Do happen. you remember what happened with the Last Jedi? That's what we're setting ourselves up for. I just knocked over my microphone. Get I mean, back in there. We did a whole prediction episode on that one, so... What do you mean, we? Where were you? I, I was... there for that one. I, don't, I think I was, I was either out of town or I was working. I don't remember. That's what, That's when the FBI was hunting you down and you had to go rogue. Yeah. You had that mask and be that guy because you were hunting down the guy who shot your wife. Was I a mask or was I wearing a mask? No, you were wearing an emotional mask on top of a, like, physical one. Was I played with and Tom Cruise, too? No. Oh. Although, I will say this, guys. Guess what? One more movie, and I get to watch Fallout. Hey. Oh! <laughs> oh, I can't wait for you to watch Fallout. Oh! I really hope, like, I know it's going to be a good movie and I know I'm going to enjoy it, but I hope, like, I watch it and then all of a sudden, like, the, my favorite thing to ever happen in a movie, like, happens four times, and then I come back and I look at Chris and I'm like, that's the greatest thing ever! I really hope. Uh, it's not an expectation because I don't really think it's going to happen, but it's like a wish that, like, like, I don't know, a dinosaur 
busts in with lasers and he's like, all right, Ethan, you and I got this. And we just, just shoot a bunch of people with let's lasers. Not, let's uh, not spoil people. Jurassic World 4. Let's not, let's not spoil, let's not spoil um, Jurassic World 3, sorry. Oh, you mean when the little girl starts turning into a lizard? Yeah. Because they use that blood and she starts shooting people with I the lizard. I swear to God, that's exactly what they were going for. However unintended. That's not what they were going for. However unintended. That freaks me out. <laughs> Don't forget, this is the same producers that shot that one scene with the poop. They're not a. They're not above that. Okay. It has nothing to do with above. They have no idea what they're. We that that poo thing showed us where their line is at. <laughs> they shot it. Um. But so yeah, episode nine. Guys. Episode nine. I'm excited. I'm I'm back in uh, fan mode, and um, that doesn't spell that 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 spells doom for everybody around me. Hey, so, Chris. What? Would you be mad if episode 9 turns out to be a bad movie? Well, I mean, I'd probably already be used to it because I'm hearing Dark Phoenix is bad. Well, that's not a surprise. What if, what if you, Chris, walked away from episode 9 and you were one of the you were one of the people who thought it was a bad movie while everyone else thought it was great? What if you were one of the people who think Last Jedi is a bad movie? I would hate myself. Good. Good. Because you should. Okay, that's the wrong answer from both of you. <laughs> Just that was mean. That was mean. Uh, uh, so, no, Chris, like, I don't think you're going to hate this movie. But I do think that, um... I do, I'm very interested to see if there's any passive-aggressive choices. Like, outwardly passive-aggressive choices that the... Storytellers of this next movie have against Ryan Johnson. Earnestly, I don't think they they do. I don't think episode. I don't think Last Jedi would have come out the way it did. And they would have spent the money they did if everyone making it, including the possible J.J. Abrams, uh, stepping in for the third movie, didn't have an idea of what they were getting. J.J. Abrams didn't think he was coming back. It's just even gone on said he regrets not having any part of Last Jedi because of how good. Ryan Johnson's script was. Well, people will disagree with you on the validity of that um, bold oh, statement. Oh, believe me, believe me, Chris. I've I have definitely lost lost friends and respect with people because of my opinion of Last Jedi, and that's fine. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I I have definitely told those people I don't care if they respect my opinion of film or not because they can be wrong <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Last time I tried to talk to somebody about Last Jedi who didn't like it, I asked them why, and they just kept giving me... It was, I was very, like, I wasn't trying to get in their face or anything or be, like, argumentative. I just wanted to hear their reasons, and most of the reasons were, like, expectations that didn't get met. And when the conversation was over, I'm like, what did this remind me of? This reminded me of a conversation I had with somebody else, and I couldn't put my finger on it. And then two days later, I was like, oh, my God. This reminds me of the time I was talking to someone and legitimately having a full-fledged conversation with somebody about flat earth theories. Oh, and, my God. <laughs> and uh, this person was, like, telling me all these ideas they had about why they thought the earth, like, genuinely thought the earth was flat. And I was like, okay, no, okay, this, okay, I get you. Like, this is how gravity may work. This is if it worked if the earth was flat. This is how things really are. That Let's say that was true. And let's say there's a big global conspiracy about... People trying to like 
hide the fact that the world is flat? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, why would they benefit from that? And he, didn't, he couldn't give me an answer. I'm like, who, who in the world would ever benefit from hiding the idea that the world was flat from the world? What, what good would that do? How, who benefits from that? What secret society was able to keep something like that secret for so long? And I remember just sitting there asking him that one question, and he was he couldn't answer it. It was the same thing. I looked at the guy with Star Wars, and I was like, okay, do you have any reasons that are not um, built or blueprinted on expectations you had for the movie before you walked in? And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, do you have any legitimate criticisms about what Less Jedi is? Any story points? Any character decisions? Any ideas? And they were like, oh, well, Luke Skywalker was this. And I, I, that's not my Luke Skywalker. And I'm like, that's not, that's an expectation. Do you have a critical, do you have a critical point about Less Jedi and what it is and not necessarily what you thought it was going to be? And he couldn't. He just, all of his reasons for that, and I'm like, well, I can't tell you that you don't like, I can't tell you that you're supposed to like that movie, because you can't. You have your reasons why you can't, but you can't look at me and tell me it's a bad movie. You just can't. You tell me you don't like it. You have legitimate reasons why you personally don't like it, but you can't sit here and tell me it's a bad movie. You, you don't know how to. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh... So it's nine. It's kind of... What? So episode nine, it's it's done. Title yeah. coming this weekend. Trailer in April. Sure, maybe, maybe if you say so. I'm gonna laugh so, so hard if I'm right. Oh my god! Disney says that the trailer will be out before and uh end end game. So well, celebration is before end game. All right, Chris. The moment I find out, I will punch the person to my left of me. Please don't be me. <laughs> uh, other real quick news is that, uh, like, full-blown, like, like user reviews for Alita Battle Angel are coming out now. Yeet! And, like, they're, like, really good. Like, yes. eight out of tens. Like, people like this movie. Yes. I didn't catch it this weekend. I'm gonna catch it soon. People are, like, calling it... Obviously, it's the best anime adaptation of all time. But, uh, people are, like saying like Robert Rodriguez is like back and he's the, this is the Robert Rodriguez everyone remembers well so Hello? I'm happy I'm happy for him I'm happy for everyone involved so like and people so, are like also saying Rosa Salazar is like the best part of the movie without even a conceivable doubt so yeah, I things I saw her in, that I've seen her in that I really like and I realized her in she's a she is a star for sure but she is an action star for sure i'm not surprised okay so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna catch alita but this sunday i'm going to see how to train a dragon three that's coming out this weekend not as good as alita i'm hearing it's like a hundred times better than alita i don't know dude between i'm telling you between the start of Hunter Tree Dragon 3 all the way to the end of Star Wars Episode 9 between between okay no no let me, let me start over between Hunter Tree Dragon 3 Avengers Endgame and Star Wars Episode 9 I'm probably gonna cry at least once 
in the movie theater. I don't think I've ever done that. Not even during Coco. Dude, I cried during Coco. God, I, uh, I'm not ready for it. I'm so not ready for Iron Dragon 3. Uh. You, know, you know what my favorite part of Coco was? What? And all those skeletons turned into leaves. I laughed so hard. <laughs> uh, 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 um, I mean, you laughed really hard when Thanos kind of killed a bunch of people. I think that's what yeah. he was joking about. Well, I think what's so funny about that whole situation in general is that Matt was, like, flipping on people. Dude, that was me. I was just, my my jaw was agape. Just, like, for, like, a good solid, like, 12 minutes. I'm just like, what just happened? Dude, I remember, like, as it was going on, Matt's like, shut up, sucker, man. And I was like. Shut up, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? He did that too. That was the best part about it. Because me and Alex and John were like, "Yes, kill them all." I was I was literally stunned when that happened. Anyway, that was yeah. great. That was the best. I did. I didn't think they had the guts to pull the trigger on that. But anyway, oh, no, that I called. Movie, the, they I called my bluff. The it, it wouldn't have been good if it did, if it, if they didn't pull that trigger. But uh, yeah, they um. Decision, but it was also the most. It, it, it also wasn't the safe decision. No, there's a blurry line there. There's a safe decision you can have there, and they could have gone that route, but instead they went the unsafe one, which is also the logical, dramatic conclusion to the story they were telling. Which is murder a bunch of people. <laughs> so, um. Yeah. Well, Thanos won, as all things should. For now. Um. Just give it a few Dude, months. we still got all another movie. Thanos could mur- murder a bunch more people. I mean, he could, but, um... Anyway, so... I kind of hope so. Do you, you hope so? Thanos murders a bunch more people? Well, at least we know he'll kill one more. <laughs> um... ways! He Dude, is going to, thing. um... Here's the thing. That, that movie will not be entertaining if, like, the loss to get... To undo everything he does is not real. Like... People need to die for them to undo everything. Here's Straight okay. Die. Try and not come back. <laughs> so, okay. Now that would say decision, yes. But if they don't, uh, and they bring everyone back, even people who've been dead for a while, like Quicksilver, and they let people do whatever they want, even if that was the case, I'd be like, "All right, cool, it's over. I'm probably not going to come back. Like all the dramatic tension is gone. I'm not, and I'm not coming back. But the sheer fact that like." I, I don't think they're going to do that. I think there's certain people that are dead. Like, if they're going to have a Loki prequel show, then I'm pretty sure Loki's done. So, um... Yes. The, 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 the big important thing that I, I think is going to be fun is seeing real a real honest-to-God... Like, I want to see this event... The, the, part, the point is that Infinity War and Endgame really, really, really do need to have long-term repercussions for the franchise for it in order for it to be truly mean something. They have to... They have to be, well, the, especially for the dramatic tension is... The, the idea is that if they go through this, they get everyone back, but they lose a, they lose friends doing that. You know, Loki dies, you know, you know, you know, 
someone else played by a certain actor who's played multiple Marvel characters dies. You know, uh, a, a guy who's been in since the very beginning dies. You know, you, you, you know, Jeremy Renner dies. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's how Captain America dies. It doesn't matter how he dies. The fact is, he's he's dead. Here's he's, how he's he does dead. it. This is a hot um, endgame theory. Sure. They're going to get to Thanos, and they're going to be like, they're not going to figure out, no, no, they're not going to figure out how to beat this guy. So there's only one thing they can do. There's only one thing that they can beat him at. Okay. Bowling. Cap crosses the line, Thanos pulls a Glock, and blasts him in the head. They gotta do a dance off to save the universe, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> My theory stands. Oh. Well, that's like just your opinion, man. <laughs> the dude abides. <laughs> He's allowed. All right, all right, all right. Far let's, out. Let's get on. Let's back get to on Willow. The... Back to Willow. Hashtag back to Willow. Uh huh. Um. So. The Big Lebowski. Yeah, Chris, how'd you feel about The Big Lebowski? It was a movie. Okay. Made by our homeboy. Homeboys. What? You're just doing it to get my goat now. (laughs) Could you do it on a boat? Could you do it with my goat? Then, uh, then, uh, it was a movie. It was a film. How about that? You know what? It was shot on film, so that is more accurate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <Dude> it abides. <laughs> um. So, before we get really deep into this movie, I, I do want to talk about some stuff. Yeah, go ahead. All right, ten minutes go. Time we gonna take ten minutes. Come on, dude. I'm watching up. the timer go. Anyways, so, so. I went to college in a place called Moorhead, Minnesota. Oh, I know where this is which, going. Which, if you, you've watched The Big Lebowski, which I know you have now, there's a character in the movie who is also from Moorhead, Minnesota. Yep. Yeah, this, this is a character who is a central character in this movie, played by a, a, a person known as Tara Reid. <laughs> That is, she technically is from a small town just outside of Moorhead. Dilworth, whatever you want to call it, man. It's Dilworth or it's Fargo or it's Moorhead. Those are the only towns I've throw a fire party on my campus. You better get all the information of the character right. Because I have another party down the street that's all about Jesus and that guy. <laughs> that guy. All right? So you better get your, your information down if you're going to have a party on my campus for Bunny. Okay? Honestly, from from my dorm room, um, and so every year around the time of the Fargo Film Festival, we did what we called Bunny Lebowski Bowling Night. 
where uh, <laughs> to celebrate, you know, Fargo in film, not only did we really celebrate just the Big Lebowski, but we also celebrate Fargo and, you know, any other movie that had association with that place. And so, um, oftentimes during Bunny Lebowski bowling night, everybody was encouraged to dress up as their favorite Big Lebowski character. And we all went bowling and we had white Russians and we, we, we had... So how many years did you dress up like Bunny? I, I, I definitely went as the dude once or twice, but... God, you, you just seem like such a bunny. I, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally a porn star. It's those toes, man. <laughs> it, it's those toes. I know, man. It, it's crazy. I'm here to Mr. Cable. So, um... Funny, so yeah, we we did that. So I'm I'm very familiar with the Big Lebowski and all the all the fun stuff that comes with that movie. Since we watch it every year at a bowling alley, dressed up as Big Lebowski characters. Mm. But Three we minutes. also did other really fun things. Like on Halloween, we did a uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, screening where they encouraged everyone to dress up and do the usual madness that comes with. Going one of those, going to one of those screenings, and let me tell you, if you've never been to like a live performance or a live screening of that movie, I would recommend any film person to go do it because it is a riot. <laughs> uh, so for the for the Big Lebowski parties, did you guys have contests? Did people have like costume contests? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big part of it. Yeah. What's the craziest thing you ever saw at one of those parties? Ooh. Um. I mean, you're, you're asking this question assuming I was sober during many of those. <laughs> <laughs> do your best, man. Just do your best. I I know someone did a really good Walter uh, one year, and he brought um, so so real quick. Uh, Fargo Moorhead is a very much a red state. <laughs> Just want right. to point this out. Uh, okay. Um, if you Tread if carefully. you know what I mean. Tread carefully. And, one guy brought an, a real unloaded Glock. Oh my god! The bowling alley for his costume and like did Walter things. <laughs> Market was, zero. That that was a uh, very. Is that guy have a gun? Yeah, I sold it to him. It's pretty nice, right? You want one? <laughs> so uh, yeah, a friend of mine who was an an a uh, army reserve soldier who had a glock brought uh brought a a not loaded glock thank god to bunny lewowski bowling night <laughs> so well, i bet nobody stepped over the line on that night <laughs> no 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 the guy got right after the contest the guy got got uh got escorted out by police Ooh. <laughs> oh wow wow yeah. <laughs> that was oh, not okay. Because right. <laughs> North Dakota's a red state, but Minnesota's not. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, <laughs> no, that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, he uh, he is a. Uh, that was that was one really really exciting. I I remember. I just want to say that Walter is my spirit animal. 
Jewish yeah. animal is an observant Orthodox Jew. Your, your, your spirit animal is an old Vietnam vet. Yes. Who's the Jew? And it's Shomer Shabbos. I feel like this whole movie is my spirit animal, honestly. Just stay closer to his ex-wife. <laughs> yeah. That's the only real reason to I, do I'm it. I'm just, like, wrapping my mind around this, Chris. <laughs> How is that your spirit animal? Yeah. Chris, are you even Jewish? I mean... He's not even Jewish. What? The the character is not even he was he converted to Judaism and he's only staying that way because he wants to stay close to his wife. Yeah, I know. Who is who is now divorced? Wait, wait, what was that? Wait, didn't he divorce his wife though? No. Oh yeah, yeah. Divorced, but we don't say like who who made the decision. But like, let let's get back on track here. Wait, back so, to Willow. Back to so, Willow. Okay, so chat. Okay. One time. Animal. Uh, so let me ask you this: What you're the one that suggested this to be on the wheel, correct? Yes, this is that I did. I did make the, I did make the bold uh, attempt to put this on the wheel. Oh no, it wasn't bold. It was. Can you? Can you remember why you chose to do that? Um, because, like, I had been seeing a lot of references. At the time, I had seen a lot of references for it, that I, and I just was, like, really curious about at the time. I guess, like, it being on the wheel for so long, it just happened. Like, I, you know, it just, like, I was like, you know what? Put the Big Lebowski on there. Who cares? <laughs> did you did you watch the Super Bowl this year? Yes, I saw the Super Bowl. Why wouldn't I watch the Super Bowl? It was the most boring Super Bowl, but I saw the Super Bowl. Including myself, but at the same time, did you see his commercial? I'll have a Stella Artos. Yes, yeah, Stella Arteros. <laughs> Stella Artos. That one got it's, me. That one absolutely floored me. <laughs> I, was, I was rolling on the floor at my party. Oh, at the party I went to, I was I was rolling. Dude, that dude, man. The dude, the dude. <laughs> Our toes. Divides, man. Our toes. So, so let so let's get down to the nitty gritty here. Okay. How many Cohen brother How many Cohen brother movies do you know of that you have seen? Um, this would be the first one. Uh, okay. So let me let me ask you some outlier here and and see if you see him. No Country for Old Men. Nope. Have you seen it? No, I just said no. Oh, sorry, you broke up on my end. But okay. uh, how about um, Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Uh, no, a little Fargo. bit of that. Okay, then yes, this might have been. Then yeah, I believe that this might be the first uh, Coen Brother movies you you've ever seen. Yeah. This is the first. The only reason I say that is because they've made a butt ton. Of movies, they've been around since like the early '80s, and they've made a butt ton. Like, good ones. They keep making movies. Yep. Um. <laughs> this is yeah. This is the first full movie that I've seen of our homeboy Coen Brothers. Yes. Yes. Our our main man um, down the way. Wrong side of the tracks, homeboy, the Cohen brothers. 
You you want a full uh, you want a fun uh, Cone Brothers uh, fun fact? They actually made Purple Rain. Besides that, dang it. <laughs> do, do you want to know who Joel Cone's wife is? Your mom. No. Dang it. All right. Interesting. No, but that's there's another funny. I actually have another funny one after that. Okay. I have no idea. Francis McDormand. <laughs> well, what you what you watch for Coen Brother movies that makes a little bit more of an impression? Uh, She's in a lot. Is but, she in Fargo? Uh, I'm guessing other, she's in Fargo. I've one seen thing, stuff. though, about the Coen brothers, actually, this is actually kind of a, a really big one. Uh, so, this is actually a more direct, like, my family story. This isn't a widely known story. So, the Coen brothers lived in the same neighborhood as my mom. Okay. Uh, they actually lived down, like, kitty corner from her. And they used to, to carpool to Hebrew school every year. Every every day with my mom and my dad. Nice. So my mom and dad are actually family friends of the Cones. You are such a privileged human being, Zach. Not really. Good this is just you. like what it was. This is just like the Jewish community in like the 1970s, dude. Like that's actually what it's like. Wait, wait, wait. No, I would say my bigger my bigger wish would be. Is that your story? Go on. You're funny. Uh, no, they. I mean, they were born and raised in St. Louis Park, and that's where. And their uh, their dad, uh, Edward Cohn, worked at the U of M, and they lived in the same neighborhood as as my mom and dad, which was the same neighborhood that every Jew lived in. It was the same like group of like 300 families. They all went to the same synagogue. They all went to the same Hebrew school. They all carpooled with each other, and everyone carpooled based on like their specific block. So my mom was down the block, so they just picked up the Cone brothers, my dad, uh, a couple other kids, and they all they all Stop drove fidgeting. to school. I can hear you fidgeting. Sorry. Well, I slept in Michael Jackson's bed. You don't see me. I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah. just that's just how that 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 goes though when you're when you're in you know when when you live in that kind of area though it's just. That's how it is. Fun fact, I'm actually related to the Cohen brothers, and so is everybody else in Minnesota. Uh-huh. Yeah, their dad got around. Yeah, yeah I know. Their dad lives in the same nursing home as Who said it had to be the dad? What? Now, that's kind of cool. Your dad, that you, that their dad lives in the same nursing home as your grandmother. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I, like, walk by his room all the time, which is kind of cool. It is sacred ground. So if I wanted to... I could just go there and visit, and then we could walk by the room, and we could, like, giggle because we're walking by the room of the Coen Brothers' dads. I mean, their dad has, like, their dad has pursuit dementia, so it's not like you're going to figure anything out. I know. Out. We giggle. We wouldn't giggle at him. We would just giggle because we knew who he was, and we would be, like, the connection that he had with his children. We would we would laugh at that, not... Not, we would, no, we wouldn't laugh at that. We would just laugh at the knowledge of who he was to ourselves as we passed by him in his room. Like, These are that, be that's fine, right? Something like that. Um, we geek out. You, you don't think that we would geek out when we passed by his room just a little bit? Maybe. Anyway. I don't know. Big Lebowski. If 
I took a pillow in his room, locked his door, and then I held you, oh, no. I held you down and made you smother him. Something like that, probably. I'm telling you, and one day. New back, two men smother the Coen Brothers' father, and then we beat one of their. And then we they make a movie about us, dude. Yeah, something like that. Who would play us, Chris? Quick, who would play us? Shoot, you got me there. Hmm. Oh my God, Denzel Washington and Spike Lee. All right. Okay, that was funnier with the Hulk Hogan thing. Um. <laughs> you know so, I'm such a Denzel. Never own up to it. So like back that. to Willow. Hashtag back to Willow. Um. So, oh, all right. So, having watched this movie, Chris, and having seen the Big Lebowski, what could you? What? What? I won't even say what is the experience you got out of it because they're, all their films are different, but all their films elicit like different experiences out of them. What? What is your biggest takeaway from it? When you walked away from it, did you like what? Walking away from that experience, what do you feel like you took away from it the most? I. Um, John Goodman should have won an Oscar for that performance. Um, it wouldn't. He should have won the Everything Award. Um, let's see. Uh, what else did I take away from it? Um, I. I guess seeing this and Pulp Fiction kind of back to back, I kind of get where everybody's coming from now, in terms of like cult influences. You know. Um, I'm starting to get a better understanding of where everybody's coming from with all these timed references, and I finally understand the reference to when Jackson puts those um Facebook pages every ninth, the ninth of every month. Um. Uh, yeah. Um. Jackson, if you're listening, we miss you. Um. So, at least I do. Um. I miss him. I, I'm, he just works in a, an amazing theater that I wish I could go see movies at every night, but he's too far away. Oh. Um. So I guess I just, I should just say what I thought of the movie. Um. So. So Alex, at the beginning, you were, at, you were actually almost right. I'm thinking like. 78. Eight percent meh, but towards the end it was. I thought it was hilarious. Like it was a trip, at certain parts, but some of it. I was like I've, I'm, I'm. I get the. I got the main line of it, and I was just holding on to that. But the movie just kind of like wasn't necessarily following that at times. They were focusing on other things that I guess I didn't pick up. Um. But, like, the whole, like, uh, Walter pulls a gun scene and him, like, everything, like, almost everything to do with Walter and, <laughs> oh, God, that one scene where, J- J- I totally forgot that Julianne Moore was in this movie. I, no, I didn't even know that Julianne Moore was in this movie. Um, that actually took me by surprise. Um, like, when her character... <laughs> she said, he's like, he's like, what are you doing, yoga? And then she's just like, yeah, it's to help better conceive. He spits out the white Russian. I was rolling on the floor. <laughs> this spit take was so perfect. 
Yeah, and then she's like, well, I just don't, I don't even want, a, like, a father in his life. I certainly want, don't want anyone who wants the child. And he's like, oh, well, cool. Sweet. <laughs> he just lets her do her thing. <laughs> um, uh, and then, like, the whole, like, park, the whole ending with the parking lot scene and the burning car with the, with the, uh, with the Germans. Um, that was, that was, that was pretty fun. Like, I'm telling you, like, maybe saying that Walter is my spirit animal is a little too far. I'm just saying, like, he, I thought he was my favorite character out of that movie. Like, he was so, he was, like, he was so, like, he was so funny and, like, he was... The reason he reminds me, I, I think the reason I said he was my spirit animal because he yells all the time. <laughs> That's what I do. Now, I, I, I honestly didn't think that you were going to say that. Yeah. I guess that's what I meant by that. Um, otherwise, I just thought it was, like, a very trippy... Exp- it was very trippy, and I didn't always get certain scenes, though I do... I did kind of understand what the what the main plot line was but I didn't there were moments where, it, where the movie did lose me at times in terms of like what it was trying to tell me if it was trying to tell me anything at all but by the end I'm just like this is that that was entertaining I could see why people latch on to that movie very uh, as much as they do the dude abides the dude abides uh so Oh, excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I boring you, Alex? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, so... What what would you say that you took away from the movie thematically? Like, do you feel like the movie was saying anything at all? Or do you feel like it just had really fun, interesting characters saying a lot of really funny stuff? Did you feel like the story was... What did you think about the story? Like... Because here's the thing, it's a very confusing movie, for one thing. The script is written, every single word is written. From almost every man to every, like, like fuck, everything is written in the script. So, like, it's everything is, like, down. Everything is written for a reason. Hmm. So, it's, like, it's crazy. I did honestly think, think... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I thought it was, I just thought it was I didn't I didn't take anything away thematically upon this first viewing. I just thought it was a really entertaining I just thought it was an entertaining movie that had some really weird stuff in it and it kind of was, kind of felt unfocused from the main plot line at times and I just and by the end I thought I just thought it was a f- weird funny movie with some weird characters in an odd situation. I didn't I honestly didn't take anything away thematically. Fair enough. And I don't want to put any ideas in your head. Like, I honestly think this is a movie that gets better the more and more you watch it. The more and more I watch it, there are things that I find that are just genuinely funny. Some things have become more and more clear. I remember watching this... God, this is, like, probably my 15th time watching it, but, like, (laughs) I remember, like, the fifth or sixth time I was watching it, and I kept thinking, why... Why does the why does the guy in the Beetle run up to him and say he's such a fan of his detective work? He's not a detective, 
Am I have I ever missed the scene where he says he's a detective in his free time, or that he ever told anyone he was a detective? It wasn't till like I think it was the last time I watched this where I was fully one hundred ten percent paying attention, like there were no distractions, and then I realized, oh, this guy in the Beetle has been following him so long, going back and forth between all these people just trying to get this money that he accidentally got stolen from him, and he thinks he's a detective just because he's doing what detectives did in Raymond Chandler books. Like, <laughs> this movie this movie takes a lot from Raymond Chandler books. It takes a lot, especially from an old book and movie called The Big Sleep. It even calls itself The Big Lebowski, The Big Sleep. It, it's a film noir, but basically instead of having a detective solve a mystery, they take a bumbling guy who when they say the dude abides, it, he's taking it from a biblical quote where it's talking about how even though like humanity dies or whatever, like the earth remains, the earth abides. No matter what happens, the earth abides. And that's what the dude is like. Like the earth, the dude abides. No matter what changes happens, no matter what goes on in his life, no matter what forces come, he abides. And that's, that's kind of the point. But I, 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 I don't think any outside of more than just funny characters in a film noir structure was the template for these jokes. But it's just a hardcore character piece. It's, it's a, like a genre piece for sure, because it is a mystery. But like a lot of great mysteries, it's either about style or it's about character, because it's not about the mystery. Because the mystery, it just happens. It does. It's not even important. It solves itself. We don't even find out what happened. He doesn't even get a new rug. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it's really just is about how all this stuff sort of happens around him, and he just kind of continues to let it happen. Because uh, the story has to force itself into his life. It has to break into his apartment while he's taking a bath and smoking a joint to get him back into the story. He has, it has to punch him in the face while he's listening to bowling tapes to drag him out of the way and be like, hey, remember, you're involved in this mystery. Hmm. Yeah. I, okay, I can... I can see that. Yeah, you like... Yeah. <laughs> um... I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like... The Coen brothers have made a lot of, of movies, and they're certainly movie fans themselves. And they are. Their stories are unique, but they also like genres. They certainly stick to. If they're going to make a comedy, it's an out and out comedy. If they're going to make a drama, it's an out and out drama. If they're going to make a, an art film, it's an out and out art film. If they want to blend a genre, but like to put their own twist on it, they're going to let you know beforehand, and then they're just going to have their fun. They they know what they're doing in terms of structures and narratives and how their formulas are important to keep an audience interested. But then once they have those formulas down, they can do whatever the hell they want. They can write whatever they want. And for some reason, these two brothers have been masters at creating characters within a specific genre. 
So they've made other film noirs. They've made other comedies. They've made other genres. Uh, I'm sorry, dramas. And in every single one of them, they have quotable lines, a plethora of quotable lines per film, amazing characters out and out. And this is just the cult favorite kind of Coen Brother movie. We haven't even hit their bigger ones yet. So there's another big reason why I kind of want you to just sort of fall into what this movie is without like getting into the big thematic ideas. Let's structure how this film works. It's a mystery. It's based off other mysteries. It's Raymond Chandler stuff. Big sleep, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to go into the crazy stuff that like people created a religion out of this character, like a full... There's a religion based on the dude. I'm not it's surprised. It's like a fact. I'm not surprised. It's insane. But... When it comes to this movie, like the to, like the visual image of what this movie is, is the scene where the dude is at Jackie Treehorn's house, and Jackie Treehorn takes a phone call, and he writes on a notepad, and then he leaves to go finish the phone call somewhere else. And so the dude runs up to the notepad, and he thinks, ah, if I scribble a pencil against it, I'm going to find out whatever message he got, and it'll get me the answer to this mystery. And instead, what does he find? It's a picture of a guy with a giant penis. Because, of course it is. The guy produces pornography. Why would he not, in his downtime, just scribble pictures of dicks? Like, that's that's the guy who would be a porn producer. And, that's, and then, like, the dude sits down. And he's like, okay, I'm right back at it. Right back. Like, that, that meant nothing. Like, you can scratch the surface of it, but all you're going to find is nothing. And that is that you, but you did enjoy it a little bit. And that's what this movie is. They have a lot of movies like that. My, one of my favorite of their films is something called The Hunt Sucker Proxy. And it has it's like a throwback comedy. There's dialogue left and right. It's amazing. It's great. It's crazy. But it's not one of their best. It's just, it, it, it's don't scratch the surface of it, and you're going to have a good time. Yeah. Um, that, by the end, I did have a good, I did, I did have a good time. I, uh, um, this movie is a trip, though. It is. Yeah. It does get tri- It does get trippy. I did not... I did, that I didn't see coming. Just how trippy it was. So, not, so, so, uh, he was your favorite character, but what was your favorite scene? Oh, that's a tough one. It's either the bowl, it's either the, this isn't nom, it's bowling scene. I'm not the only one who gives a crap about the rules. Or it's the uh, conception scene that actually had me rolling. Um, when I first saw that, was that spit take was so good. Um, <laughs> uh, oh god, it, I, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it again. Um, it's a tie. I can't, I can't decide. Okay. Market um, zero. Do you have to I'm sorry. Market zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let me ask you this do you have a favorite small thing that you liked not like 
not not like a big scene, just not like a favorite line. I'll get to a line in a little bit, but like, was there a moment that you saw that just like the moment you saw it, you were just like, it hit you, and then you just kind of kept going with the story, just a small little thing? Um, oh yeah, because you're playing to my, I like the little things, okay. Um. No, there's just a lot of little things in this movie that people, that you can enjoy. It's a great rewatch, so the next time you watch it, you may find something new. Like, I have something new that I saw this time that made me laugh that I never noticed before. I guess the little thing that I like, I don't know if it's little or not. I just like, I'm not sure if it's little or not. But let me just let me just fire it. I think I I liked I liked uh, I liked the dude's demeanor of of how he just handles everything. Like he goes from situation to situation, and he tells him the same thing over and over. He's like he handles it almost like the exact same way. Um, yes. He handles it like a yeah. like a deadbeat would. Um, that kind of did make the whole movie a little more entertaining. I'm actually I think I I think now that in hindsight. Like, now that I think about it, I think I enjoyed this movie more because I saw Assassin's Creed before. <laughs> oh, that's right. I was thinking we watched Pulp Fiction last week. I'm like, what did we watch before it? And it was like Assassin's Creed. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I've completely forgotten what happened in that movie. I know, right? <laughs> um, Ow. I still Ow. remember. That's crazy. I, I know. Um, anyway, uh, for me, I would say the the more and more I watch this, the more and more I think my favorite scene is when they go over to Larry's house and then John Goodman walks outside with a golf club and beats somebody else's car. Oh, that was down. hilarious! <laughs> <laughs> that, John Goodman just like John Goodman just like steals every scene he's in. Period. Yes. I agree. You should have won everything, but I like I, every time I watch this movie, that scene it has less and less impact on the plot the more I watch it. Then again, the plot has less and less impact on why I care about the movie the more I watch it. But that's still my favorite scene in the movie exponentially the more I watch it. Like, the more and more I watch that scene, I'm like, I can't believe John Goodman is screaming that in the middle of the street. And th- this is insane. This is insane. <laughs> I love it. But then, like, my favorite little thing this time was, like, when Jeff Bridges goes to... Uh, the Big Lebowski's house, and Philip Seymour Hoffman is his assistant. God rest his soul. And he's telling him about all, this, like he's telling him about all the stuff on his wall, and he and Lebowski keeps like touching this thing on the wall, and Hoffman's like, "Yes, yes, he got this for his little achievers. Please don't touch that." And literally, right after he says that, the dude just kind of like takes one last little poke at the center of it. And Philip Seymour Hoffman just gives this kind of like, oh, mm, face. And you can tell it's so small. It's so simple. And I, I never noticed it before, but I noticed this time. And I was like, ah, oh, that's great. Like the dude, the dude was specifically pushing his buttons for no reason. Other than he just didn't like their rich house. Philip Seymour Hoffman, he was such a good actor. Gone too soon, man. He was. He was great. He, he was yeah. good. He was good in this movie too, man. That was <laughs> that was funny. Um, that the 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 end where they um, where they go to um, the Big Lebowski, 
at the end when they figure out that the, that the uh, spoiler alert, the briefcase was empty when he threw it out the window. Uh, the, 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 when they piece it all together, when they, when they piece the whole thing together, and they go to his house in the wave. <laughs> John Goodman's like, who am I? I'm a veteran! <laughs> <laughs> it's the... uh, how, did, how did you feel when um, what was your reaction when they were doing the money drop off and he threw the underwear out and then jumped out of the car the moving car that was and then his <laughs> going everywhere I thought it, I, it was like the strange it was like the strangest thing I'm just like so the plan is they're gonna throw the ringer out which is Walter's briefcase full of underwear and they're gonna keep the money. That was my understanding of what their plan was. So I don't know why he just jumps out the car after him just like I guess he just wanted his underwear back. I don't I don't know. I've like that I'm just now that I think of now that I actually sit down and think about it, I don't know why he jumped out of the car. Like, why would he jump out the car? I honestly think you're correct. I think he, I think he brought the Uzi with him. I think he brought. Oh, his he had the Uzi him. too. I forgot about that. I think he brought them both, assuming that he would jump out of the car and follow them with the Uzi. I guess on foot. <laughs> that had me rolling. And uh, get them that way. And get his laundry back. I think he assumed that he, with the Uzi, he was going to get his money and his laundry back. That actually, that moment actually had me rolling too. <laughs> that's my kind of. That's that's one of my many like. That's one of the many things that'll tickle me. It's just like one terrible decision leads to a terrible moment, and then it just escalates from there. Like he jumps out the car, the Uzi spills out, sprays bullets everywhere, hits the car. Blows out the tire and then the dude runs into a light, runs into a runs into a light pole. <laughs> the car's totaled. Now that I think about it, that was that was this whole movie's funny. I'm sorry. Now that I think, now that I think back yeah, to it. it. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, uh, not too long out. ago, my sister watched this movie for the first time. She met some guys. She liked them. They were trading movie suggestions, and she had never seen this, and a guy suggested it, and she watched it. She immediately, after she was done watching it, she came over to my house to grab something, and we, she was sitting with all my roommates and me. We were all talking, and the more and more we talked about this movie that she had just watched, the more and more she had the exact reaction that, that you just had, which is, you know what? I really liked that movie. I really liked that movie. It's because she was surrounded by people who people who had seen it so many times, and we were all thinking of these great moments, and we were all bringing him back because there's a lot of stuff that happens in this movie, and the plot is really confusing, and you're having a good time laughing that you completely forget that oh yeah, didn't John Goodman take a golf club to a car screaming one of the craziest things ever? Oh my god, wait, didn't a die like get his his ear bitten off? Hey, is that flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Does a random guy just ask his girlfriend to get her toe cut off for um, a million dollars that was never at any point necessarily ever guaranteed would be given to them without any police? Like, that's insane. These are all just small things that happen in this movie, not to mention the dialogue, which, again, was written word for word. <laughs> 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 
terrible. Zach, I forgot to, I, I forgot to ask you, Zach, what was your favorite moment in Small Moment? Like, seen in... So, um, I would say, as far as, mo- like, scene, it's probably the same one where, he, you know, he beats the car, where uh, John Goodman beats the car, but I think my, like, favorite small moment is right towards the beginning. Again, John Goodman's, like, my favorite character in this whole movie, as it is with everyone, but um, I think my favorite scene is the me and the scene that the famous meme came from where he's at the bowling alley and he just glocks the gun. It's just, it's just classic. It's classic Big Lebowski, in my opinion. Um, so Chris, how did you feel when Donnie died? I was like, oh, well that sucks. They crapped on him the entire movie and then he dies of a heart attack. <laughs> and then they spread his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then they spread his asses. I'm sorry. They spread his asses, and it goes all over, all over the dude. And he just stands there and takes it. He's just covered in ashes. Yeah. Did any of this have to do with Vietnam, man? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm good. I'm good. It's a movie. It's a fun, weird little movie. It's a fun movie. It's a really, it's it's fun. It's fun. It's fun in hindsight. It, it's just a weird little movie. That's all it is. There, there's nothing else to it. <sighs> it is a, it's a uh, it is a novel on film. It's a fine wine. The more and more you watch it, the better it gets. The more jokes you find. It's like Dumb and Dumber, man. Like, the more jokes you find in it, the more things you notice, the more bit of the story you start to understand, the more bit of the story you start to, like, the more questions you get to have fun asking. It is, it's a pleasure to come back to, period. Like, that, that's, and that's what I think any form of art should aspire to be, is something that you want to come back to the rest of your life with a new perspective and a different idea about what this thing you've enjoyed your whole life might be now. Um. That that's it. That's that's the Big Lebowski. Like that, the Big Lebowski. It's weird because you can't really ever describe this movie as anything but what it is, which is it's the Big Lebowski. It's, yeah, I'm. Just- I'm, I'm trying to stay away from like a lot of the theories and a lot of the like religion stuff and a lot of the stuff that like drives like idiots and like worship it and like I think it's just a great fun little movie yeah. that turns the head on a lot of genre ideas but then it's also just a showcase for characters which yeah. is also for specific actors so it's a showcase for the actors yeah, it's all it's, just it's perfection it's just well crafted silliness yeah that's it's it a- it's a fun movie that I think is like Coen Brothers. It's it's very typical Coen Brothers, in my opinion. It's a very well sketched picture of a man with a big penis. <laughs> yeah, that no, like Chris, you you laugh about that, but that's like literally kind of what it is. But they they say it first. They are literally saying it, and I'm gonna tell and. You'll find this more and more as you watch their movies that they have a very specific idea about how the universe works, how they feel about the universe, everything. But, like, this is legitimately 
their idea of what a very this is this is their idea of like a very well done picture of a man with a big penis. Like yeah. you mm. look at it and you look and you're like, God, this is a really great picture. And then you're like, Oh, it's just of a man of it's a man with a big penis. Yeah. And then you walk away and you're like, you you may chuckle a little bit at that, and you may also like kind of be amazed at how well crafted like the dialogue is and all this stuff and at the end of the day you're like oh it's just a silly little movie and that's that's not every movie should aspire to be yeah it, it's a movie <laughs> that's what it is but it was like a great experience it's yeah. it's a great experience that's well crafted beyond belief like every everything they did was for, for a specific vision that vision just have to just happens to be of something silly and stupid like they've done sillier and stupider, but they also wanted to do that here, but in a specific way. And they just know how to tell the story they want to tell. It's and that that's the other thing, right, Chris? Through this podcast, we're gonna I'm trying to show you a lot of movies and everything. That's cool, but like you're gonna be breaking into a lot of different directors and auteurism. And I don't I don't want to turn you into an auteurist, but that is sort of what like. The more films you watch, there are certain things you can't escape, and auteurism is one of them. You can't escape the fact that when the Coen brothers make a movie, you know it. You watch it, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm watching a Coen brothers movie. I didn't know I was watching it, but now I know just by watching it. Same thing with Tarantino. Same thing with Spielberg. We've watched a lot of Spielberg movies, and I, I, I think I can make the argument if I needed to, that Spielberg is our greatest living American filmmaker. Yeah. Like, still. But, like, not just active, just living. Scorsese is another one. Tarantino is another one. The Coen brothers are certainly in that discussion. And uh, the last one would be Paul Thomas Anderson. And I don't know if you've ever seen a Paul Thomas Anderson film. I don't think you ever have. But we'll get to one of them, but I would say right now you're not ready yet. Okay. But Paul, uh, Paul is Thomas in the discussion of all these other people. And if this is your first Coen Brother film, I would say the Coen Brothers are maybe the closest thing to Paul Thomas Anderson as there is. And we're not even, we haven't even gotten into Fargo or Barton Fink or, oh gosh, Barton Fink or uh, Raising Arizona or Intolerable Cruelty or just, oh brother, where art thou? There, there are so many brilliant Coen Brothers movies. There's so many okay and good Coen Brothers movies, and there's some actual bad ones. But they have so many, Chris. The amount of amazing movies that these two guys have made since the 80s, it's insane. It's insane, Chris. It's insane. These guys are nuts. They're nuts. But they're good nuts. They're homeboys. Um... In more ways than you could ever know, Chris. Yeah, homeboy. Sounded, sounded sexual. All right. Um, yeah. So, I was going to give this a B, but the more I talk about it, I'm going to go A-. minus. Nice! I, I mean, I've, I basically grew up with this movie, so, you know. Uh, this movie is, like, kind of just, it, it's God a classic mode. for me. It's God mode, isn't it? We'll go with God, it's not mode. God mode. It's a classic, though. It's ungradable for you. For me? I, that's what I'm asking. Is that what you're implying? That it's like 
there's no point in grading it. It's ungradable for you. It's a classic. Yeah, it, for me, this is like one of like I, I, the tough thing is is like almost every Coen Brothers movie that either takes place in Fargo itself or near Fargo or in Minneapolis proper because there's one other one and I there's a reason why that one is ungradable for me. It it, it just. To me, there's just I, you can't grade those movies. They're, they're just they're classics. They're classics. They're classics. Uh, I would say I when I first watched this, I would probably would have said a B, and I've certainly gone up to an A. Certainly by this viewing, I'm at an A. This is this is an A movie. I think A minus may be a little bit more of a smarter call, but I'd like. The more I watch this movie, the more I'm like, whether these choices were deliberate or not, there's so much craft in this movie that even the incidental things are so finite and detailed that you can't tell the difference. I love movies that you can come back to and rewatch and just be like, oh my gosh, I didn't get this five years ago. I'm so glad I'm watching this now and I finally get that now. Not even just the reference with the story structure, but like the visual reference. Like the more movies you watch, the more movies like this become treats. The more movies you watch, the more you watch a Coen Brothers or a Tarantino, and then you're like, oh my gosh, like I get that reference. And it helps you understand the character and the story more or what the people making it are trying to say because they are legitimately trying to say something. Or sometimes they're not trying to say anything at all. They just want to have a good time, but they really took a lot of time and effort and work and smart and intelligent decision-making to create that silliness. And that's exactly what this is. This is well-crafted silliness. Yeah. Okay. Big Lebowski. A cult classic. Um, all right. Bad wheel. All right, remind us what's on this bad wheel. Okay, let me pull it up here. Are we... Hold on. Nutty? <laughs> oh, whoops, stand by. Uh, I just reorganized my phone, so I gotta figure out where everything is. Wait, 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 one last question. How did you feel when he picked up the paraplegic and then threw him on the ground? Oh. <laughs> That's what I was talking about, the ending where they went to his house. Like, it was, and <laughs> they go out and, like, <laughs> oh, man, they're just, like, I totally forgot what that was said. I just remember that they threw on the ground. <laughs> okay, bad wheel. We did, the good, we did the good wheel this time. We gotta do the bad wheel, because we gotta even things out. Um, yep. Edit. Okay, now, now I see the list here. Okay. The Last Airbender. Oh my gosh, I just got something now. Oh. Because I'm watching, because I'm watching the movie and like bits and pieces of it as it's like going through the thing. So, oh my gosh, this is so crazy! I oh just boy. got this. So, when he meets, oh god, when he meets Julianne Moore for the first time, she talks about vaginas and penises, and he All she right. mentions Johnsons. And he okay. goes, Johnson's. Like, he'd never heard of a penis reference as a Johnson before. Then the Nihilists come and attack him later, and they, oh my god, they say they're going to cut off his Johnson. And um, he goes, my Johnson? And they said, yeah, we're going to cut off your penis. And then they run away. But then, what happens later in the movie? Donnie dies. And I'm at the scene right now, I paused it, and I'm at the scene right now where Donnie is bowling, and he turns around, what does it say his last name is 
on the Johnson. back of his shirt. Johnson. Johnson. Oh, wow. I never did that. I never did that. The things you know, notice when you start talking and you start the thinking about it. The more you know. Yeah, see, stuff like that. Really, really good rewatchable movie. Never knew that. Oh my gosh, that makes this, that gives like just a little bit more narrative quality to him dying. Like, I hate the fact that he dies more, but the fact that it was like, it's, it's almost feels faded. And then you're like, oh, well, they're storytellers. It's a movie. It's all fake. Of course. Picture of a guy. That's the wheel. (laughs) Okay. Bad wheel. So. Yep. Last Airbender. Last Airbender. Toys. Um, the Star Wars Holiday Special. For the love of all that is holy, please. This these wheels have not been nice to me. Um, uh, the Wicker I Man. I can't wait for that to be honest. <laughs> um, the Wicker Man. Uh, the Nicolas Cage one. Uh, Doom, as was just recently put on there. Um, okay. Troll Two, to which there is no Troll One. Okay. Fant Four Stick, uh, 2015's uh, Fantastic Four, which Josh Trank has come out recently, and he said he wished he had erased those films or that film. And 2019, uh, 20, 2012, right? 2015. 20, 2015. All right. Um, the Book of Henry. Let's see here. Uh, Bright. Okay. Uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. The Miami Connection. Ready to rumble, please, Lord. Um, Howard the Duck. Cat, Catwoman. And Dungeons and Dragons. That's what's on the wheel right now. Do you have a suggestion okay. to replace? I'm still on Rollerball. Rollerball. I have two, I but I'll let that go. Hmm. 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 All right, that's a good movie. <laughs> He thought of it. He's thought of it. What? Have you thought of it? Oh, I know what I'm going to suggest. I have two. I, I'm i going to wait till everyone's done suggesting. Nope, nope, nope. Head. You go first. I'm the host. Jack and Jill. Uh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I was wondering, what are you? Sandler movie to the table. Ooh. <laughs> the worst one. Let alone yep. the worst one. Yep. <laughs> I mean, my my other suggestion would be Superman for the quest for peace. Ooh. Uh, man, I think Jack and Chill would it would be far more interesting to, for us to talk about in terms of how much we hate it. But uh, the quest of peace is very has a lot to talk about. Um. um Chris, what are yours? What are your two? I have two. One, I've never seen, 
and I want to know how bad it really is because oh, it I'm got sorry, a lot. I'm sorry. I want to change mine. I'm oh, sorry. No. I, I want to change mine. How, what could be worse than Jack and Joe? The master oh, of pets. The master of what? Oh, the master of disguise. Oh, <laughs> oh man, heard, dude, out. Never seen it. I've only heard of it, but I've never heard it in context. Oh, wonderful! It's oh, so bad. So this is a hard one because this is meant to be a comedy. It would be like putting up the Love Guru. Like it's meant to be a comedy, but it's just a terrible, terrible, terrible comedy. But here's the worst part: by a genuinely funny person, Dana Carvey. Master of Disguises are hard. Like Jack and Jill and Master of Disguises, those are on par with each other. Like I don't know. I like there's something uniquely interesting about how odd and weird Master of Disguises. Like it's almost like. Why did why every every single second you're like why 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 why, why? but then like when you're watching Jack and Jill it's like come on Adam Sandler did you really just yeah he did it I did it why am I still watching this hunt come in here watch this stupid movie with me did you oh my gosh look get your girlfriends in there. get bring everyone in here I know how stupid this movie is. Like for some reason you watch Jack and Jill and you just you think he couldn't get dumber, but he does. And he just gets worse. And you feel like you're oh god. I don't know. I kinda of feel like Master of Disguise would be better. They're both pretty bad though. <laughs> Jack and Jill makes me feel like I'm like I'm literally wasting seconds of my life before I die. Makes you feel like <laughs> better though. It it I, also has um it also has uh, it. It, uh, it for starters is is uh, Master of Disguise is produced by Adam Sandler, and it stars James Brolin, who is the father of Thanos. Yeah, weird yeah. family tree, man. I know. <laughs> I just think I think Master of Disguise would be so much more interesting to talk about, where like so Jack bad. and Jill, like Jack and Jill just seems a little bit more lazy. Whereas Master Skies, they're committing to the insane choices that they're making. And uh, I, I, I've never watched the movie fully where I've actually seen Jack and Jill and I kind of know how... I feel like I'm getting... I feel like it's insulting. Whereas Master Skies, I feel like I've, I'm watching a movie that was never supposed to get sent out but did get sent out. And now they have to, like, own it. And I get to see it. And then I get, like... When I'm done, I get to look at pictures of these people in my downtime and be like, and like shame them with my face. All right. I mean, your choice of which one? I suggest I'm gonna put both up for suggestion because they're both fucking messed up movies. Master disguise would be mine. Okay. (laughs) Then it's gonna make you feel bad for bringing up these next two, then, because I don't think these are gonna. I don't think these are gonna be as bad, but. One of these I have not seen, and I'm very curious to how bad it could truly get. The other I have seen, but I've blotted out of my memory. I'm talking 2017's The Snowman with Michael Fassbender. Um, God, that's a hard watch. <laughs> I've seen most of it and uh, didn't finish it, and it's a hard watch. But it's interesting. It's interesting what happened there, for sure. And then one, and then this next one, uh, I was just reminded of, and I thought, perfect for the wheel. 
Dragon Ball Evolution. Oof. That's hard, dude. That that movie's hard. We already have Last Airbender on there. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. So, oh. I'm going to guess that the snowman is the one you haven't watched. The snowman is the one I have not watched. Okay, so the snowman is really, really, really boring. It's really boring. It's Yes, it is. It is... It boggles your mind how poorly constructed this is in the, in the medium of film. Like, scenes don't make sense. Editing choices don't make sense. Story bits don't make sense. The mystery. Just the mis- None of it made. That movie doesn't make sense at all. And it, if you... It, it would be... In, it's interesting when you watch it if you actually care about editing and, and all that stuff. Outside of that, it's an incredibly boring watch. It's like it's filmed in a winter, and it's the dead of winter now. It just really doesn't match the mood very well. Dragon Ball Evolution, which I've also seen, um, I think we would find a lot more fun stuff to talk about with, about that, especially if you guys know anything about Dragon Ball, and I don't. But um, at the end of the day, I do think that there are things about that movie, even if you don't know the things that it's supposed to be, that are really funny when you just watch the movie and you're like, oh my gosh, you really are trying to like get away with this? Okay. I think there'd be, I think there's a lot of fun stuff that we would have to talk about it while also enjoying the experience of watching it. Whereas with the snowman, I think we would just all three of us be like, oh God, oh, oh man. Oh. Like Chris, have you ever seen, no, Chris has never seen Django Unchained. Zach, have you ever seen Django Unchained? Of I own it. I'm sorry, not Django Unchained, Hateful Eight. I don't own that, but I have seen it. Remember that scene where Samuel Jackson talks about the guy who tried to hunt him down and kill him as a bounty, but then he just took that guy and took off all of his clothes and made him walk naked in zero-degree weather for, like, miles until he, like, forced him to suck his... (laughs) Yeah, like, and and so, yeah, that... uh, Take out the last part. Yeah. Makes the guy suck him off, but yeah. like the whole part of like trudging through the snow without your clothes on—that's kind of what I feel like watching the snowman is like. Uh, it kind of is. I feel like at gunpoint, someone's forcing you to trudge through the snow in fully nude in the middle of a blizzard. <laughs> Pretty just like why, 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 why. Um, it's the at gunpoint. For me, when I was watching it, was like, look, I understand all the problems that happen with production. I understand what I'm getting when I watch this movie. But I've, I'm still wondering what the mystery is. And even that was like a needle in a haystack. That was super hard to find. And I couldn't... I, I just wrap my finger around it. I knew people were going to die. I knew serial killer was going around. I knew stuff like that was going to happen. I didn't care about how stupid the serial killer was as an idea. But, like, how the, like, mystery unfolded was really hard to grasp my mind around. It was, it was crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. So I'm guessing the pick is still Master in Disguise? Oh, like, do you want to do the, like, gamble wheel? Like, we do it No, I mean, if I'm outnumbered, I won't do it. It's not necessarily about outnumbered. I, I always assume that each of us bring one to the table, and then we do our own little wheel But you're both behind that. Master of Disguise. 
I, I was saying that he brought two to the table, Master of Disguise and Jack and Jill. Out of those two, he should pick Master of Disguise as his choice. Hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'll go with Master of Disguise. Mine was Rollerball, baby. Okay, Rollerball. So then I have to pick one now. Oh God. Um. Dang. And then we do our own little like wheel roll for that. that. That's what we've been doing the last couple times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. Stand by. Let me figure this out here. Um. Stop. So add. Add. A slow movie that is. I gotta tell you, it's it's really fun to pick apart what happened there. Uh, that is fun to talk about, but it's not a fun experience to watch. Uh, whereas the other one, you and I both know, having seen it, is a pretty goofball, silly movie. That is fun to talk about. Okay, Rollerball, Master of... you want a challenge or do you just want to talk about something that we all know sucks? (laughs) (laughs) Which is which? (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's Master of Disguise. That that one we all know just is bad. I don't. I've never seen it. Out of his choice. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I think the question is just, it's Dragon Ball Evolution. Okay, you know what, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go even more meta. I'm gonna do a coin flip. Okay. Alright, heads, snowman, tails, Dragon Ball Z, or Dragon Ball Evolution. Okay. Here we go, okay. flipping now. It's tails, Dragon Ball Evolution. Okay, there you go. on the wheel, and let's find out what Dragon Ball. Stand by. Sorry, I should be holding it closer to the mic. Um, <laughs> evol- evolution. Um. Evolution. All right. <clears throat> so, Rollerball, Master Disguise, Dragon Ball Evolution, spinning now. Sound of the thing spinning, spinning. Oh boy! Oh. I win. Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh, there you go. See, it could have been the snowman. I'm kind of happy here. Ugh. But I gotta tell you, Master of Disguise and Rollerball are still good backups. Yeah. Okay. Guys, man, that is a good. That is a good one. I'll keep. We'll keep them on the back burner. How about that? Which one? Hey, I, guys, I'm telling you, Rollerball's gonna give you all something to talk about, and one day we'll get to it. All right, let's spin this bad wheel. Find out. All right, what? bad wheel spinning. Three, two, one, go. Oh boy. Come on, Star Wars special. Oh boy. Special. I can't even look. Come on, Star Wars special. I can't look. It's on YouTube, so. Good. I know. Ladies and gentlemen, oh boy, um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the next uh, movie on the bad wheel that we are going to watch is Toys. Oh, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> okay, I'm going to snap, I'm going to snapshot this, I'm going to snapshot this to you, Um, hold on. I, ha- oh I have god. to get. I have to share oh this with god. you. Oh my god! Oh god! I have to. Sh- I have to show this to you. 
Stand by. I have to show this to you, because this is how close it was to the holiday special. If you if you guys would pull up Messenger real quick. I am on a Facebook Messenger? Yeah, or? Facebook Messenger. We were willing it to happen, and we still we got toys. I kind of like, this is amazing. <laughs> I just sent you how close it was. That's how close it was. Yeah, that's far enough over. I think that it should be the holiday special. The 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 system no, like, deemed it was the, toys. I, we tried to will it to happen. I I'm looking at this. This this is questionable. Alex, are you looking at it? I am. Wait, that's, wait, wait, wait. So which one is it technically saying that it's? It's on? technically saying toys. At the bottom. No, Where? I mean it flashes toys. And then it goes away, but that's what that's the final result. Is that it said toys? I swear, dude, I'm not lying. Why it said toys. Like hanging on a holiday special. You want it to? I do want it to. I want it to as well, but I gotta be honest. When you look at like that tail, because the like the butt yeah. starts on orange, and you can see some of the orange at the top where the butt meets the tail, but then most of the tail is in the yellow. <laughs> That's weird, yeah. Do you want to so, respin? That's not, oh, that's his penis. But still, most of the penis is in the yellow. I mean... Do you feel as though we should respin? Yeah. No. I I kind of yeah. want to respin. That's really I, I gotta, that's the, Here's the thing. If you want to go for a spin, I see the point to it. I see the very fact that he brought it to the table in the first place and showed us this picture in the first place. It's really close. It's a big yeah, sense. I, I, I would say respin it just for safety. All right, man. I okay, really we will respin. Hey, Alex, 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 if it's truly meant to be, he'll hit it again. Yes, exactly. Or no. might hit something else. Something. Something else is meant to be. This was just a cock tease, and I'm like, <laughs> whatever. But like, let's do it. All right, another spin. All right, it's we're gonna fine. respin. Let's we're gonna respin. Go Sorry, go toys. Go Sorry, go toys. Cock tease. Yeah. The Robles abides. Um. Okay. Three, two, one, spin. It's stopping, it's stopping, I can't look. Oh, it's this is more decisive. This is dead even. Okay, now the real the real uh, the real um movie that we are going to do next for the for the um for the uh, bad wheel. Miami Connection. Oh, man. <laughs> Get ready for some 80s-soaked insanity. Hey, that wasn't that like... Wasn't that like uh, Last Action Hero, technically? Yeah, but much worse. No, no. Last Action Hero is, is technically a 90s movie. That's like 93. So that's 90s insanity. Yes, no, this is pure, like, Michael Jackson thriller, 80s, like, Brad Pack, John, like, oh my gosh, this is the 80s, dude. You guys are going to watch some insanity. 
Okay, hold on. Let's make sure this is findable. Miami connection, right? Well, yeah. Probably, yeah, it's probably like rentable somewhere. Most places, it's like a pot. It's yeah, for sure. Most places by now. Looks like Voodoo for free, which I have. Hey. Amazon, hey, yeah. Google Play, and iTunes. Google Play and iTunes, okay. Yeah. All right, that's I have good. Booted, then, okay. So then, honestly, we'll think together. I think it's on Amazon Prime as well. Probably. Yeah, it's totally on Amazon Prime as well. I mean, I'm just gonna be watching it on Voodoo, so. No, if it's on Amazon Prime, I can totally watch it. I'm gonna double check Prime here, and it looks like. I mean, Chris, I would recommend all of you guys to make a free Voodoo account because you just get it for free. No, I have a Voodoo account. I was watching Big Lebowski on Voodoo. Yeah, it's free on on Voodoo. So. Oh my god! I just read the I read the Google synopsis. Multinational martial arts rock band. Multinational martial arts rock band Dragon Sound embark on a wreck wave of crime crushing justice, clamping down on Florida's narcotic trade. Oh my god. You're not prepared for this, Chris. I'm not prepared for RJ Dragon 3. I'm not prepared for Miami Connection. There's a lot of things that I'm just about to jump head first into. Uh, this is a very... I don't think RJ Dragon 3 is like this, but I will say this. I don't think you're going to predict the ending of Miami Connection coming at all, but it'll surprise you when it does. Is it going to end? Hey. Is it going to end with the mysterious blonde chick being pregnant? No. Not as far as I can tell. The way of the gun is what I'm referencing here. Oh, that's right. Was she was she blonde? She was certainly pregnant, but was she blonde? She may have been a dirty blonde. Ooh, that's interesting. I didn't know that was on on Voodoo for free. Yeah, Voodoo's got some interesting stuff. Yeah, but anyway, uh, Chris, yes, I'm there. watching for free. One million U.S. dollars was its budget. Yep. That's a, that's a low-budget movie. And it's only 86 minutes. Oh, 86 minutes, really? Dude! Yeah. We lucked out. They have t-shirts for this! Chris, you're about to enter the world of 80s video uh, slocker film. This is the, these are the kind of films that, in, that Quentin Tarantino watched... And digest 24 hours a day to the point that he was able to produce something like Pulp Fiction. Like, Chuck Norris? This, this is Pulp. This is 110% pure, like, unfiltered Pulp. That's what this is. Yeah. I'm looking at the thumbnail uh, for a clip, and looks like that dude looks like Chuck Norris. I don't think he's in this, though. Oh, dude, you have no idea. Okay. Well... The Miami Connection, with a huge asterisk and a controversial finish. Um, so, I don't think we've had that kind of a controversy before. It Like, I've, I've spun this wheel several, several times um, over the course of this, like, year and a half. And never has it been that close. Like, I yeah, had to go to the scorecard for that. That one was very questionable looking at that. I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, the system said toys. 
but I didn't no, I buy get it. This said. I, this I was undecided. Say something though. Um. Okay. I mean, it, it was the difference between toys and my Miami connection. I mean, I think we're gonna have a lot of fun with this one. But honestly, like I <laughs> watching the trailer for Miami Connection, uh, I think we're gonna have a lot of fun with this. But there's like, there like you guys don't even know what you're getting with toys. Like Miami Connection is just a prime example of a good quality type of genre nostalgic film that's come out over the last few years. But like, I don't think there's anything in the world like toys, and I'm glad there isn't because mm-hmm. it's a bad movie. But it, I don't think there's anything in the world like it. So, right. Okay, so, that's it. Um, I gotta close all these tabs. Okay, um, alright. <laughs> I have no idea how much I want to sit down and have you watch the holiday special. <laughs> I will probably die doing that. Like... You'll watch it. You'll watch it, and you'll be like, "Ah, this this is gonna be whatever." And then you'll be like, "Ah, it'll be fine. I've been freaking out over nothing." And then you'll watch it, and you'll be like, "That was one of the worst things I've ever seen." <laughs> outside Chris, of my fandom for Star Wars, that's probably gonna be one of the worst things of, ever. Outside of this fandom of Star Wars, like yes, Chris, it's one of the worst things that can be watched. Like it's really bad. It's really, really, really bad. It's really bad. All right. Um. So, if you don't and hear from me, it's bad. It's it's as boring as the snowman is. It's crazy. <laughs> so, if you don't hear from me from for, for like the next uh, eight days, uh, don't even bother, because I'll probably mm-hmm. be dead. Um. Between um, Higher Training Dragon 3 emotionally probably destroying me and then Miami Connection just blowing my mind. Um, literally, physically. Um, you don't think it's cool with uh, Toothless finally dying? No. Um, so yeah, Miami Connection, that's next. Um, the Wheel has spoken. You heard about how Toothless died then? Gosh. Um, oh my I'm watching the holiday special now. Why? Because I've seen it before. Mark Hamill just has this biggest, like, I'm totally getting paid to do this. He looks like wax. From what I've seen, he looks no, like wax. He, he looks like he just took the job to get paid. That, that's it. <laughs> I can't believe they made Carrie Fisher sing. Oh, it, it's, 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 it's hilarious. Miami Connection, Miami Connection, Miami Connection, Chris, Miami Connection, Chris, Miami Connection. I know. You could ever think of about this movie, it truly is so much worse than you could ever think it is. Chris, find a trailer for Miami Connection. Uh, I just clicked out of it. Hold on, stand by. Oh my god, what am I watching? <laughs> do, do, I need, do I need audio, or just... Um, I would turn on the audio really low, but yeah, uh-huh. like it's really good when you can actually hear what is happening. It's just you don't have to have audio. I'll tell you that much. Okay, but then I'm gonna I'm gonna mute it. Thing. Then I'll. Whoops! Hold on. Okay. All right. Draft House Films. By the way, 
Alamo Draft House is where Jackson works. Yeah, I know. Uh, not the one in uh, the one the one that just but, opened here. Do you? This is overload. This is this is moving. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. <laughs> what? I'm reading the comments of the Star Wars Holiday Special, and the first comment I see is just the best comment. Was that? I recommend drinking magnesium citrate while watching this. What is happening right now? Yep. Miami Connection's happening right now, baby. Oh, that looked terrible. Why is the... What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I liked it better than Black Panther. <laughs> wow. Awesome and proof God exists. <laughs> what is happening right now? Miami Connection, baby! This is like... Thriller meets... Purple Rain meets... Like, Daredevil Season 2. It's crazy, man. With it's a hint a fun, of G.I. Joe. A bad it's a very fun, bad movie. <laughs> more, more comments of the holidays. Are, Drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> no. They are bad, man. Okay. Or, uh... Here's another one. Oh, my uh, God. Or a better one, ahead of its time. So there you oh go, Chris. No. That's Miami Connection. Decided. This is gonna be like. This is gonna be Last Action Hero on crack. Um. Yes, it's only eighty-six minutes long. This is gonna be like a dog pyramid that's like eighty stories high. Um. Oh, here, here's another one, Alex. Yes. <laughs> I as a kite. I see a What was that? What was that, Zach? Carrie Fisher was high as a kite. Oh yeah, no, she no, that's a fact. Well, she, I mean, she was in not general, sober she was, for this. <laughs> anyway, okay, Miami Connection, Miami Connection, Miami Connection. We're gonna watch the Miami Connection. Stop it with the holiday special stuff. I know you want me to see it, but that's not the movie that they was cho that was chosen. Asterisk. Yes. Miami, Miami Connection. Connection. Miami Connection. Miami Hashtag Miami Connection, Miami Connection, Miami Connection. Um, MC, 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 MC. So, that is the movie that the wheel has chosen in very um, controversial fashion. So, okay. So, yeah, Miami Connection, next time. So, be prepared for that. And my review of uh, Honey J Dragon 3. Um, so, yeah. If you say so. I... You, It'll happen. So, okay. See you guys later. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.